This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this frigid free-for-all Friday. There is a lot to talk about. Uh, As you heard in Bob's News, as we've been reporting, since yesterday, I think it was, the Chief Medical Officer of Health now says we've got to learn to live with it. And a lot of us are scratching our heads and wondering, what exactly does that mean? It's the approach that uh, a lot of Europeans want to talk about and are advocating and BC as well. And there are some people who are dead set against it, saying we still need big measures. And some people saying, hey, uh, we've got to start carrying on with our lives. I would like to hear from you on that note. We've got that big truckers convoy plus the hangers-on, shall I say, on their way to Parliament Hill. And like I said, it's a huge grab bag of different people with different agendas. There's uh, really a nasty element that is basically advocating violence. And there are people who just say, hey, leave me alone and let me leave live my life. Uh, they say it's about freedom. Again, I think most of our listeners will agree you're free to do what you want, but you're not really free to hurt other people. Uh, true, when it comes to those drivers, I'm not sure how big a vector they are, but if the intended pur- purpose is to take the vaccine mandate off of cross-border drivers, well, uh, is not going to get anything done in the United States, so they still won't be able to cross the border that way. Uh, but I want to know what you think about it. And hey, uh, you know, it's a pretty impressive convoy. There's a lot of people. And then we have Aaron O'Toole. He says he'll meet with them. He says, I don't know, does he agree with him? Doesn't he? There are some conservatives who are really on the bandwagon. Where are you? And uh, speaking of convoys and driving, uh, did you get a load of the gas prices? They are going up, up and up. And what do you think? And how is that going to affect you uh, if you're gassing up? And gee, what fun to gas up in this freezing cold weather. It just, uh, people, you know, we just haven't had such a great week. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, I also want to bring up a segment we had yesterday that had a lot of response and we couldn't get to it all. Uh, and that is a report that said one of the reasons for the big shortage of housing here in Canada, especially here in the GTA, is that baby boomers are not, quote, letting go of their homes and making room for younger people. 
Is that our job? Is that what we have to do? Make room for younger people, leave our homes? Not to mention that, uh, you know, what we've seen during the pandemic has really confirmed for a lot of people that what they really want to do is age in place. Not to mention that a lot of baby boomers have millennial children who keep coming back for various reasons. And, uh, hey, as somebody pointed out, uh, wealthier boomers are giving big down payments to their kids so they can get into the housing market. And boy, uh, the numbers are staggering. You know, a place that's nothing special is over a million bucks now. So that means you've got to have 250000 saved up. And if you're a young person, even if you have a fabulous, well-paying job, well, um, probably you haven't ac- accumulated that kind of cash. As you see, there is an awful lot to discuss today. So the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. If there's something I haven't mentioned, give us a shout. John and Barry. Hello, John. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Well, good. I love your program. Thank you. Yeah, okay. What I'm phoning for is this trucking convoy. I'm a senior and triple vaccinated, which is fine, but I don't understand why they want to say they want to be able to go back and forth to the states to deliver and haul goods when America now requires anybody coming in to be vaccinated also. Well, exactly. I, I just don't understand what the logic is. You know, we're all tired of, we're all tired of the restrictions and that, but they won't, we're not robbing them of their livelihood. They're, if they can't go there because they don't get vaccinated, we're not, we're not robbing them. It's both governments acting together for the benefit of all people. Well, exactly. I think, uh, that there's a lot of kind of free floating anger, you know, uh, Our politicians keep telling us we're all in this together, but that is absolutely not true. There are some people that have been hurt more than others, though I have to say truckers would not be a group that's been hurt. They are more valued than ever. There are issues in the industry. A lot of them are not paid what they should be, but that predates the pandemic. That is uh, a whole other issue. And they've been bringing us a lot of the goods that we need. The supply chains are totally messed up. Uh, But yeah, uh, even, I mean, let's face it, they're not going to get the government to change its policy. But even if they did... What about the states? If you're a cross-border truck uh, trucker, you, you, you know, presumably uh, you're on both sides of the border. Exactly. And, you know, I know they've been hurt with the fuel cost increases and that, but that's not that's not anybody's fault, per se. Well, but as I said, I just under like I just hope to God that it's not like the bloody January 6th in the states where these, uh, you know, the fringe people joining them. Yeah, there, there is, you know, there, there is that element. And I think maybe the people that started this and then the money is staggering. They collected over six million dollars. I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think there are a lot of, uh, you know, more mainstream charities and certainly politicians that, that are scratching their heads looking at that, wondering what they, 
can learn with that. Uh, John, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Okay. Keep up the good work. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking, you know, the, some of them are saying the shelves will be bare. Uh, we had that really pretty wacky incident with Melissa Lansman, a newly elected MP, uh, tweeting a picture of empty shelves. And then we find out, oh, actually, that was in the UK. That was not here in Canada. Uh, there are some things that you know, are hard to find. I have to say yesterday, my husband went grocery shopping and he got everything on the list, including some things that are usually out by the end of the day. So I was very happy when I got home and I saw some of my favorite things there that can be hard to find. Uh, So there you go. I'd also like to hear from you if you've been shopping or ordering groceries lately. Uh, Has there been a problem? Has it been hard? I mean, we've been told, you know what, you might have to substitute. Uh, but uh, so far, so good. Knock whatever this uh, table here is is made of. Uh, let's take a call from Raymond in Etobicoke. Hi, Raymond. Hi. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. There's a simple solution to this trucker problem. Uh-huh. Swap drivers at the border. Uh, right. But what about the quarantine? Don't cross the border. The American driver brings it to the border, takes the driver and the tractor off the trailer, and the Canadian guy takes it on. You each stay in your own country. Only the unvaccinated drivers need to do that. Yeah, it sounds sounds logistically challenging, but I guess. Well, you that or Get vaccinated. <laughs> Get vaccinated. What do you think of the whole thing? Oh, beyond ridiculous. Beyond ridiculous. It's just, there's so much hidden here. I mean, we're just seeing what what's happened in the excited states of America. And it's here. It's yeah. here. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. Are you watching as that big trucking convoy makes its way to Parliament Hill? They are planning a big demonstration tomorrow. The sergeant at arms who runs security on Parliament Hill has kind of warned politicians uh, to stay sta- safe, to stay away. Is it going to be a violent thing? Uh, he's worried that there were people looking for politicians' home addresses and phone numbers on social media so they can be, quote, doxxed. That's a very disturbing trend that we've seen lately where people are deciding to protest at people's private houses. I mean, you know, that is really going too far. And some of the abuse that people, especially women people, take online is really completely beyond the pale. Uh, so there is all of that going on at once. By the way, yesterday there was a poll that showed that uh, less than a quarter or only about a quarter of Canadians agree with this protest. Most people agree with the vaccine mandate. Uh, but, you know, when you look at it, still, uh, it's impressive. A lot of people. Again, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let us go to Hope in Coburg. Hello, Hope. Hello, Libby. 
I've just come back from shopping, and I noticed something increasing. It's when you are faced with multiple buys. For example, it says if you buy four, they're a dollar each. If you buy one, it's a dollar twenty-five. And uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. You might be like cereal, two for seven dollars. You would think one would be three fifty, but it might be three. 75. So, well, that they, they're trying to sell more and they're trying to give you a break if you buy in bulk. But if, but if some seniors can't afford or eat stuff before it goes bad. I agree with you. Uh, not, not everything. You know, sometimes I, it, there, sometimes it's the same price if you only buy one and, and sometimes it's more. But more and more of this multiple buying scam is coming. So anyway, I just, I don't buy those products. You know, it's, it's like, I don't think it's fair. Like a senior has so much budget and if they're trying to save money, you know, they're there dithering. Should I buy the extra one to save the 25 cents or 50 cents? It's, it's really not fair. So I think they should just, if you buy one, it's the half of yeah, they shouldn't add another quarter because you're just buying one. Well, um, you, you know, maybe you should speak to the manager wherever you shop. Well, it's the big change that are doing these. Yep. Yep. Okay. Thank okay. you, Libby. Okay. There you go. Yes, I noticed that as well. So uh, we're talking about a bunch of things, and I am curious about uh, your grocery shopping experience. Are you finding what you need? Are, are the prices what they usually are? Have they gone up? Uh, uh, what the last caller mentioned, yeah, I've seen that a lot. They're trying to get you to buy more. And I know, personally, sometimes I'm tempted, but then I start thinking, can we use this before it goes bad? And even if it's uh, not a perishable, it's, you know what? Where are we going to put it? <laughs> Do we have room for this? Uh, some people have lots of storage, but I guess a lot of other people do not. I am looking at the time and it's time for our first break. Before we go to break, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be back with more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Zneimer. Good afternoon. Uh, we are back with more of your free-for-all Friday on a very frigid afternoon. Uh, we're looking at and talking about that trucking convoy. Let's take a couple of calls about that. We have Bob in Shelburne. Hi, Bob. How are you this morning? It's the afternoon, Bob. I just I just came back from that that trucker's um, convoy. 
I have never seen as many Canadian flags in my life as I did this morning. Mm. I couldn't believe it. We've lived here for in the area for 56 years. I saw nobody that I knew, uh, but it was really impressive. It really was. There's definitely solidarity in this thing. And uh, what is coming to Lake when it gets to Ottawa? I really hope and pray that it's it's peaceful. But I'm telling you, I never saw as many Canadian flags in my life as this, as I, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I simply I, we used to have a fiddle co- contest here that had a pile of people every every fall, but this here surpassed that by a long shot. Uh, and uh, did you go out to show solidarity to protest with them, or just to have a look? No, well, they, they're out cheering them on and so on. No, they they were they were definitely in the game for sure. But you, I'm asking you. What were you doing there? Big pardon? Were you there cheering them on, or did you just want to have a look? No, I was there cheering them on, too, sure. Okay. No, I'm a Canadian. I, I, I think that we have rights, and, and uh, <clears throat> they've been walked on, so I, no, I, that's, that's why I took time off and went there. Okay, Bob. Thanks for that. Thanks for taking my call. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay. Linda in Gray County. Hello, Linda. Hi. I'm actually from Singhampton, Grey Highlands, and I was out at the Flesherton um, convoy when they went through this morning. And as Bob said, flags, every one of them were flying the Canadian flag. Every one of them had a smile on their face, and uh, I went out to support them. Okay. And I don't know where all this talk about terrorism and harassing politicians and all that stuff is coming from. That is not coming from anyone I talked to. And they were stopping. It took over an hour for them to go by where I was standing, and they were stopping for the lights in town. And I would go up and talk to them, and they were all, it's it's about the mandate and the right to to uh, your own decision. Well, there's a possibility. There's there this doxing thing uh, is on social media. I don't know if you're on social media, and oh, I'm I, a lot, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I have heard a number of fairly scary interviews with people uh, um, with truckers, and hopefully uh, that comes to nothing, and they are not the majority. But you're saying you don't know where that comes from. No, That's where it I've comes never from. heard one, not one. And I've talked to a lot of them, and I've, I'm on social media a lot, and I've been following it since they left BC, and I have no idea. That is not they're they're uh, up about the uh, limited freedoms and the they feel that the government has been overstepping their uh, their authority and they should we need to go by our constitutional rights and um, they yeah, are but just if, if the government make a statement if the government takes the mandate off uh, but the US government doesn't what good does it do them if they're trying to cross the border well I think the truckers from the United States are are, in fact, there's truckers in, in so many different countries in the world now who are doing exactly what these guys have done. They're starting convoys, and they're... Um, I haven't they're seen any make- in the U.S., but Linda, oh, thanks. Yes. Oh, yes. There's, there's not uh, a big one like this. But no, uh, Elon I, I, Musk is on side. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Denise in the GTA. Hi, Denise. Oh, Hi. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Hi, great. Um, I was at the convoy yesterday at Barnes, and I just want to say I, a lot of the people, there were thousands of people, and I was so impressed on how uh, patriotic they are 
and really good people. And out of all those people, I only saw two people that were what you call the angry, crazy kind of people. And they're the ones that the news interviewed. And it gets misrepresented, like as if they're all crazy people, and it's not true at all. And and that's what I get worried about in the regular news, that they... um, Things don't get represented properly. And a lot of the truckers, uh, there's thousands of them in the states that are joining. Well, we'll... Thousands we'll, and thousands. And actually, all over the world, other countries are doing the same thing. Well, you know what? We have to see. Why. There, there's been a lot of, frankly, inflation of numbers. But I have to say, the protest is impressive. And, uh, you know, when it comes to... Uh, we hope that it's going to be peaceful... Uh, well, but even they, a small they have declared they want it to be completely peaceful. Well, right, but there's not, they, they have it set up with the police and the RCMP to remove them immediately. They don't want anything to do with that. Well, hopefully that's how it pans out. But um, you know, uh, it only takes a few. So uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you're there's suggesting that uh, that that those people that those, pe- that those people shouldn't be thing? interviewed, it, it's not about. The truckers, it's about all Canadians, right? The truckers are not backing down until all Canadians, for all Canadians. It's not, to, even if they get back. Um, yeah, but you're, you're right to what? That. You're right to not be vaccinated? You have that right. Yeah, well, it's not so easy because... Um, Do you think um, you have a, a right of- to infect other people? Well, actually, the vax are infecting other people. And actually, a lot of scientists have declared that. Well, it's. I actually know a lot of scientists, and they told me they try to talk to the government, and the government won't listen, and they have evidence of things. Okay, so good. there's a lot of misinformation out there. On well, the yeah, and, and and a lot of it is uh, being purveyed by uh, anti-vaxxing people. And yes, it's true there are breakthrough infections. People fully vaccinated getting it, but those are not most of the people ending up in the hospital or dead death numbers going up this week in a very unsettling way. Uh, And there's a ton of misinformation. And I can't even tell you some of the emails that I get from people saying, this is all a lie. It's a hoax. Uh, I mean, I understand why people are upset. Let us go to... Nelson in Strathroy. Hello, Nelson. Good afternoon. How are you today? Hi. It's been a while since I've called in. Um, these wonderful people up from Sherborne and now saying about Canadian flags. Well, these truckers went to Strathroy and, and to London yesterday and they had a rally. There were a lot of Confederate and American flags flying yesterday. So they can't say it's great Canadians that are there when you have Confederate flags flying. Yeah, and we know what those stand for. Yes, we do. And they should stay south of the 49th parallel. Um, there are a lot of probably, and sorry to say the word, but uh, shit disturbers going around. And I agree with what you said. There are going to be people that are going to cause problems, unfortunately. Uh, yes, they might have started with a good cause, uh, the word freedom convoy, I don't agree with. I can agree with it can probably be anti-vax convoy or anti-max convoy. Uh, freedoms was fought back in World War One and World War Two. We have our freedom. We have the freedom to vote. 
the freedom to speak freely. We have all those freedoms. They haven't lost any of that. Um, if they want to have a freedom to drive any which way they want, they can go to India because there they don't have any rules which way they want to drive. If they want to be restricted on how they drive, they can drive in Russia or China or Argentina or visit Venezuela. They can find out what restrictions are. But uh, having some rules and regulations, that's what we have to have in order for people to live safely and live with one another. Now, if you and I have to cross the border and we have to show that we're vaccinated, what makes them different than us to cross the borders? Why, why do they have that special treatment to not to be vaccinated when everyone else has to be vaccinated? Well, yeah, I mean, their argument is that that's what they've been doing from before their vaccines and they've, they're essential. Uh, but yeah, uh, but again, and again, I don't know how much of a problem uh, the truckers caused, but this is something on both sides of the border and getting it changed on one side, I don't think will accomplish anything for those people. And uh, frankly, I don't believe, though we'll have to see, you know, the, the big convoys might uh, wreck supply chains for a while by blocking traffic. But I, I uh, don't believe that, uh, that it's, it's going to cause shortages. The transport minister has said that actually the truck traffic has been about the same as usual uh, uh, since the vaccine mandates came into effect. I'd want to check that. As with anything a politician says, Nelson in Strathroy, thank you very much for your call. Have yourself a great day and a great weekend. Thank you. Okay. Mary in Stony Creek. Hi, Mary. Hello, Libby. Uh, I had some new information about uh, the COVID uh, shopping sort of thing that I learned this week, and I wanted to share it. Um, On Saturday, I was in a chain store. I had my mask on, and I saw two people that appeared to be a daughter and a mother browsing, and they had no masks on. Uh, I approached them and I said, oh, by the way, and I did it nicely, uh, by the way, did you realize you don't have masks? And they turned on me and said, we're exempt. And I said, both of you? And they said, yes, and what business is this of yours? And I said, well, it's very much my business because the province, I didn't want to be wearing one and the province is shut down and people are losing their livelihood. So anyway, they said they didn't care what I thought. So I left my things and I left the store. But on the way out, I said to one of the clerks, are you aware that people are in the store not wearing masks? And they said, we're very aware of it. We're waiting for a policy, uh, but we have to wait on these people. And all they have to say is they don't, they're exempt. So uh, I wrote to the head office, and they informed me that, uh, yes, they accepted customers without a mask. And I pointed out other small businesses that put signs on the door and say, we're happy to give you curbside service. Uh, they said they weren't prepared to do that. And so uh, I found the health department in Hamilton, and they informed me, yes, because they're a private business, they can formulate any policy they like. And uh, I wrote back to the company. I said, I understand they can do what they want, but they've lost me as a customer. And I wasn't aware that private business was still able to do that. These people were browsing through the store, blatantly flaunting the fact that they were not wearing masks. I was shocked. 
Well, there there are people who are exempt from wearing masks, and uh, it's. I, I mean, I I sympathize with retail workers who have to figure out how to deal with it. Some of them, you know, are just being difficult, and some have, I guess, legitimate reasons, depending on you know, lung conditions or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing, and at the end of the day, as with anything else, uh, we can vote with our feet. You don't like right. the right. way the store is handling it. Shop somewhere else. Right. And that's what the health department said my choice was. Uh, the um, enemy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the thing that surprised me was that there are some stores, and I applaud them, that are putting signs on, uh, no entry without a mask. If you need something, we'll be happy to, if you phone this number, we'll bring it to the curb for you. And... Uh, um, Obviously, this arises in the store because the clerks were concerned about their own safety. But it just surprised me. I was really quite surprised. Yeah. And, anyway, that's and, all I wanted to share. Yeah. Thank you. And and thank all you. those all those grocery stores have shop online shopping. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, I always see lots of uh, workers who are filling these orders for people who are getting it delivered for various reasons. There is usually a charge to that. Uh, it, it it is additional, and sometimes it can be hard to get. Uh, I know I tried to get some, and uh, I tried with a big chain, and they it was going to be five days. And my independent grocer, I've only had it delivered once, they accommodated us within a couple of days when we couldn't get to the store. But it can be there can be a delay, but all of that is available uh, if you don't want to shop in person. Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I did grocery shop this morning, got everything on the list, uh, and saw no empty shelf. And indeed, there were transport trucks unloading goods and services at the back of the store uh, as I, in the process of my shopping. I, I also want to take my hat off to you. I did hear you say in the lead up to uh, Fight Back today in the, in the news this morning that. Uh, that with choice comes responsibility. And so I think your, your quote, hopefully I'll get it right, but it does bear repeating again is, uh, choice without responsibility is adolescence. Uh, yeah, that, and it wasn't mine. I, I, I read it, uh, on the internet, so I can't take credit for it. It was, uh, it was actually, it was very well put. It said, rights without responsibility isn't freedom, it's adolescence. Yes, I, I I I thought that was perfect. That that about sums up the whole uh, the whole thing right there. Okay, Dennis, thanks for that, and I'm glad Have you got everything week. on your list. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Let me give the numbers out again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six. 744, 740. We've talked a lot about that trucker's convoy to some people who went out to cheer them on and who uh, were talking to truckers and to other people who they said were perfectly peaceful 
and uh, law-abiding. And if they are, that's fine. It is absolutely your right to protest. Hope you don't block traffic too much. Uh, but there are some worrisome and some, you know, negative things that have emerged with this. But hopefully uh, that does not come to the fore. And I've got to say, uh, clearly, they are striking some kind of chord. I think that people have a lot of anger and frustration and uh, all kinds of things are coming together in this. So numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let us go to Steve in Brampton, and you want to talk about that housing story from yesterday. Hi, Steve. Uh, Hi, Lydia. I sure do. Uh, First of all, I want to say that every generation has faced their own challenges. And uh, as, a, as a senior and a boomer, uh, I, I certainly take umbrage at any suggestion that it was easy for us. I remember, I'm born and raised in Toronto, and I remember uh, all I ever wanted was a house. I wanted property. And, uh, but, but when I was uh, around in, in starting my career, house prices then were going up every month, more than I could save in a year. I don't know why we forget about all this. So um, I, I set a sight on getting a house. Mm-hmm. I looked in Toronto. I gave up on Toronto. At that point, I just quit. I looked in Oakville. What, when was that? When Milton. was that? And in 1974, I walked into oh, a wow. real estate office here in Brampton, told them what I wanted, how much I had to spend. And he said to me, would you go as far as Aaron? By the way, Aaron is a lovely little town. But I said, I don't know, where is it? Show it to me on the map. I had no idea where it was. But I did buy, in 1974, my very first very tiny 750-foot bungalow in Aaron, and I got into the market. But when we get then we got into recessions. You may remember the recessions in the late 70s. So I was on a four-day work week. Uh, I, had to, I thought, I better try to get back to the market, get back to Toronto. I wound up buying a house in Brampton in 1980. Now, I had always had high mortgages because I lived in the country. I wasn't on town water. I wasn't on town sewage. So even in 1974, I had a 12 and three quarter percent mortgage. When I came to the city or back to Brampton, mortgages had been 10% the month before my deal closed. My deal closed a month later, the mortgages were 11 and a half. And I thought, you know, I'd like to get a good mortgage for a change. So I'm just going to take a year mortgage. Well, you know what happened a year later when my mortgage opened up? 18%. So I said, um, how stupid do I look? I'm only going to renew for uh, six months. Six months later, 21.5%. Yeah. And also, I'm working a four-day week. I'm a, I'm a, I was at that time uh, three children. I was a sole provider. And... Uh, and then you've got to still pay your taxes. You've got to maintain the house. It, it's, I'll tell you, I, I earned a few gray hairs there. Now, I just want to say about my parents, I, I did not blame my parents. I did envy them. They're close to get 5%. You know what, uh, Steve? I'm, I'm, we're losing you um, with the line. So we get your drift. It, it wasn't as easy. I have to say, I do believe that when a young person or family is looking at coming up with 
$250,000 for a down payment. That is harder than what we had to do, but it wasn't really easy. And I think uh, people who got into their first houses uh, and were paying these like, wild mortgage rates, wow. Uh, I Our first house, I remember right after we got our first house, we were thrilled. It went down to 12 and three quarter percent or something. I mean, you know, people would totally freak out for that now. But uh, again, uh, the idea of having to come up with hundreds of thousands of dollars as a down payment, I mean, that is, wow, the housing market, very difficult. And I want to hear your thoughts uh, again about that report we reported on. And, and uh, not so much the report, but the way it's interpreted and this tension that it seems to be fomenting that that's been there anyway. But right now we've got to take a break. The numbers before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. We are talking about that truckers' protest, and we're also talking about that housing report that cited uh, the fact that boomers are not, quote, letting go of their homes as one of the reasons for the shortage. Uh, there was a lot of talk about that yesterday. We had it on the show. Let's go to Pat in Newmarket. Hello, Pat. Oh, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you, you just mentioned the report that said that the boomers wouldn't let go. I don't know, and I have that article in front of me, because it, it really annoyed me yesterday. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm in my 70s, and I've only owned one home, and I spent most of my life paying for it and fixing it up, and I'd like to stay here. Absolutely. And in the and it said you said the report uh, said we won't let go. Well, I don't think the report did that. This the article refers to. I think it's the the authors and the publication itself. I think the authors took a bit of a bicycle pump to it, but the report, which I read and have, actually did use the word letting go. Oh, did they? Did they? They they used that word, but they also couched it in a way that it wasn't as inflammatory as in the report of the report because they also they said uh it's it, you know that first of all this trend has been around for at least 10 years uh and uh the report said it's been you know increasing and exacerbated because we look around and we see what's gone on in long term care and we're thinking Whew, we better figure out how to make an arrangement so that we do not end up there. More and more baby boomers, and there have been numerous reports on that. So the the Engel and Volker's report, they did use the word letting go, but they sort of couched it in a way that they didn't really present it as a problem. That was the National Post reporter. And, and uh, you know, they, they often like to write things up, like to pit millennials versus boomers or blame yeah, boomers. I, I think that's my, my biggest objection is that whenever there seems to be a new topic or subject come up, 
you always have to have a good guy and a bad guy. You have to have somebody's right and somebody's wrong. I, I don't think that's the case here. I think that, you know, the situation is as Ontario has evolved as it has. And we have a lot of older people. We have a lot of younger people. We have a housing shortage. But I don't think anyone has to be told that they're busting the real estate market or they're, I think, really objectionable is the statement that came in the second paragraph that says, it appears the real estate wealthy boomers are to blame for yet again disrupting markets. Well, I mean, I don't remember for disrupting a market, and I'm not a wealthy. The only thing I own is a house. That doesn't make me wealthy. Well, I mean, again, uh, there is this kind of current out there, and it's also if you're talking about wealthy boomers, there's the ones who are giving their kids uh, big money to 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 make down payments of their own, Uh, and and that is definitely a trend. The bank of mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah, for those who can afford it, of course. But yeah, it, there is there is that kind of streak. And I remember a few years ago, a lot of, you know, I, I have a story in Zoomer we can review this week on another report that says the pandemic is making boomers delay retirement for a whole bunch of reasons, notably inflation, but also because uh, in the middle of the pandemic, you can't exactly do what you might want to do. So uh, you know, I remember going back uh, a few years, you would get younger people basically blaming us, you know, get out of that chair, get out of your job, because I'm waiting for your job. I'm waiting for that promotion. And, you know, frankly, uh, uh, talented younger people, well, well, they're moving up and on. And maybe the ones who are complaining wouldn't get that job, even if you know, you retire. But it's it's just, I think it's a mindset more than anything. So uh, I think I'll just stay in my house, I reg- notwithstanding this article. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, th- I think you should, you should stay well, in your house and not, not, uh, not move because of the article. Well, the other part of it is, is that my children are in their 30s and working, but they don't have, they can't afford a house. Well, and yeah. This, this coming to the grandparents' house with a backyard and the ability to come somewhere gets them out of their apartments and things. Well, I'm actually hanging on to this as much for them to have a have a place to go in this crowded city without a lot of open space these days, you know? You know what? Uh, that is another main reason that, that older people are hanging on to their families' homes, because sometimes their kids keep coming back for financial reasons, uh, and and exactly that. Have a place for your family, and and it's great that you have a place for your family. Pat, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, Kathy in Dufferin County, you want to talk about your encounter with the convoy? Hello? Hello? Hello, Kathy. Hi there, how are you? I'm fine. You want to talk about your encounter with the convoy? Yes, um, I live in a small town north of Ontario, usual place where I would go to do errands, and I just found all these people on the sides of the roads and honking and chaos and an OPP at every corner on the highway. And I don't think it's the best use of our resources, and I don't think it's been organized and safe because I didn't feel comfortable driving through it. Yeah, that's another thing, because uh, people are enthusiastic. They're, uh, you know, what doing whatever they're doing, they're demonstrating, but they're they're on roads and highways. And yeah, it's not necessarily safe. 
Yeah, so I'm all for the right to peacefully protest or form an opinion, but I don't think that this has been well-structured or organized, and I hope that nobody gets hurt. Okay. Thank Take you very care, much for thank that. Thank you for what you do. Okay, thank you very much, Kathy. Right. Helen in Toronto. Hi, Helen. Hi, Libby. A couple of years ago, you were discussing virtual medicine, and I was adamant that I don't like it. I wouldn't do it at that time. I said uh, I wouldn't allow that to happen. My mother was in long-term care at the time. And you said, well, why don't you go up there and be with her when they, they have the virtual medicine? My mother has since passed. And my doctor happens to be one of the people that you have on, um, Elisa Naaman. Okay. And what I do now is I send her pictures of the wounds, and she tells me what she's going to do. And this week she wanted to see me. She didn't send me a message. She sent one of the girls to call me. So I guess by virtue of the pandemic, we are in virtual medicine. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact is there are a lot of things that we used to have to go to the doctor's office and sit in the waiting room for that where it's really not necessary. Right. That's right. That's absolutely right. And and um, you know, I definitely would want to be able to see the doctor when I have to see the doctor, but um, it's not necessary for a lot of things, and it saves a lot of time and lets them do more important things. Well, what she told me is not that it saves time. That since people don't have to come to the office, she is spending more hours on the phone, and her days are much much longer. Uh, That's possible, too. Saves time for the patient. (laughs) Exactly, because uh, when they had to get dressed, get in the car and come over, they thought about it. When they can just call in or write in, send her an email with the photo, then uh, she's obligated, of course, to have somebody write back. And she says that her load has increased tremendously because it's easier this way for the patient. Well, Ex- I, that's you know I I hadn't heard that but that makes sense and yeah and doctors work hard what can your, I say uh, one of the people who comes on the show so I know you'd find that reliable are you there uh, yes I'm there oh, I'm sorry okay um, anyways you're right some things like uh, a, a bruise that isn't healing well you can just send a picture and she can send you medication but on the other hand there are times when she actually has to see it to see why it's not healing well exactly thank you helen you're welcome Bye-bye. take care have a good weekend thank you okay uh we have a few more minutes left the number is 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 let's go to brian in mimico hello brian hi Libby. you know a few years ago i remember this woman was saying to me oh i can't wait to get back to normal i told her i'm sorry i think normal's left the building and it's not coming back and now I hear it's official. We're all going to have to get used to COVID-19 being around permanently. Is this what the human race has to look forward to? Always wearing masks and all this that's going on these days? And all thanks to the Communist Party of China? Well, That's just marvelous. I don't know. Uh, they talk about it uh, possibly and hopefully becoming endemic, which means it'll be kind of like the other flus, uh, which have decreased in severity and there's an annual shot. And for the moment, 
we have to keep wearing masks, but I, I don't know that anybody is predicting that's going to be permanent, but uh, it's a process. It's taking an awfully long time, and it is awfully difficult for a lot of us, and it's disruptive. Well, you see why people are getting so PO'd about it, and they're demonstrating now. People are just getting fed up, and it just seems to go on and on and on. Maybe we should just let all hang out and see what happens. If it comes to the worst, it comes to the worst. That's the way it is. Well, uh, you know, the chief medical officer of health said we have to learn to live with it. Uh, restrictions are easing as of Monday. So there are a lot more things that we can do again. I know that I am looking forward to getting back on the tennis court. Uh, and I'm not totally in a hurry to go back to a restaurant. I had been to restaurants before, but I probably will, with certainly within a week or so. Uh, Brian, are you going to be, you know, getting back to things next week? Well, I'm double back so far. I don't know about the next one because I kind of got them on the proviso that this better not be an annual thing like the flu shot because I don't get that and I don't get flu. And I've, I've been, I know a lot of people who just don't believe any of this. Now, most of it is true, but I think the governments have gotten too far carried away with the whole thing. And, of course, China is taking total advantage of it. Well, so we ought to be aware of that. Okay, Brian, thanks for your call. I would suggest you get your third shot. Yeah. Um, people are getting sick after two shots, after three shots, and uh, you're more likely to have a severe case and end up in the hospital. If you're not vaccinated... Three shots are better than two shots. Yesterday, I was talking to Dr. Peter Uni, who I have a lot of respect for, and he said, come on, get your third shot, uh, even though this thing is so contagious that you might still test positive. Maybe it'll be mild. Maybe it won't be so mild, but uh, at least you won't end up with severe disease. And I think that's good advice. You know, uh, I don't really understand why people with no scientific training uh, doubt it and have their own ideas about this, uh, I, I don't understand. But there you go. So uh, we're at the end of a very frigid week. I think it's going to warm up next week, and I am really looking forward to that. In the meantime, uh, we have to see what happens in Ottawa with this trucking convoy. Everybody have yourself a great weekend and I'll be back here on Monday. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.